A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus went on with his disciples to the villages of Caesarea Philippi, and on the way he asked his disciples, Who do people say that I am? And they answered him, John the Baptist, and others, Elijah, and still others, one of the prophets. Jesus asked them, But who do you say that I am? Peter answered him, You are the Messiah. And he sternly ordered them not to tell anyone about him. Then he began to teach them that the Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed, and after three days rise again. He said all this quite openly. And Peter took Jesus aside and began to rebuke him. But turning and looking at his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. Jesus called the crowd with his disciples and said to them, If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. The Gospel of the Lord. Last week, we followed Jesus on a circuitous route in the land of the Gentiles, from Tyre, by way of Sidon, toward the Sea of Galilee, in the region of the Decapolis. Both narratively and geographically, today's gospel stands at a crossroads. It's right in the middle of Mark, almost exactly halfway through the story. Up until now, most of the action has been Jesus' work of creative resistance against death-dealing forces, his healings, the feedings of the multitudes, and casting out demons. But now, everything pivots. For the first time, Jesus predicts his passion, and from here on out, we are on the road to the cross. Today's passage takes place on the way to the villages of Caesarea Philippi. This is the most northern point in the Holy Land, and the action next moves to Capernaum, to Judea, to Jericho, and finally to Jerusalem, a more or less direct route from Galilee to Golgotha. We are on the way with Jesus In Caesarea Philippi, at the temple of the god Pan, we get the word panic from this wild and crazy sexy god, look who's panicking. Peter wants to stop this train before there's a train wreck. But we can't know the story of Jesus in our heads. We only know the story in our living out the story of Jesus. We are on the way. And that's where Jesus asks the question. That's where we discover what we really believe, what we are willing to give our lives for. James is making this same point. 
Faith by itself, he said, if it has no works, is dead. St. Francis once said to the friars, You only know as much as you do. The Son of Man must undergo great suffering, for those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. Jesus has no illusions, and he wants us to see clearly too. Following him means suffering, not because suffering is a good in itself, but rather because confronting the powers that be includes carrying a cross. Following Jesus on the road he is actually walking means following him into the shadows, out toward the margins. Jesus came to embrace human suffering in order to transform our suffering. I remember a weekend in 2007 when somehow two birds had gotten into the church. We propped open the outside doors in the hopes that the birds might find their way out, but we only succeeded in luring another bird into the church. The birds stayed through Sunday masses, flying around the rafters and calling to each other from opposite window ledges. Occasionally they would swoop down and drink from that large granite bird bath by the main doors. After the last mass, someone dragged a tall Norfolk pine in the outer ambulatory toward the open doors. The birds recognized a tree and flew down into its branches. From the tree, they discovered the way outside to freedom. This simple solution reminds me of the way that the wood of the cross leads us into life. Like the birds inside the church, we can't find the way out. We long for someone to lead us into the life that is so much more than this world can provide. The cross seems to lead only to death, not life. But when we come to the cross, or rather, when the cross finds us, we discover the way into the deeper life we yearn for but didn't know we wanted. The way of Jesus, paradoxically, is down, not up. We are like the birds trapped inside the church, realizing that this is not where we want to be, but we resist the open-door invitation to go out. The cross is an obstacle or stumbling block because it appears as the place of defeat. Since all of us desire to win, Reconciliation appears as the loser's game. If they could win, they wouldn't be looking for reconciliation. The cross makes clear what we couldn't see before. A victory of mine over someone would be, in fact, a defeat for me. Jesus is taking the place of the suffering servant in the words of the prophet Isaiah. The Lord God helps me, Therefore I have not been disgraced. I have set my face like flint, and I know that I shall not be put to shame. He who vindicates me is near. Jesus stands with the outcast, embracing the sinner, accepting suffering, because only love has the power to transform and redeem.
When Jesus is lifted up on the cross, he will draw all people, even our so-called enemies, into God's loving embrace. To say that Jesus is the Messiah is to say that no one is excluded from God's love or mercy, no one is expendable, no one will be lost. Jesus is the one who leads us into neighborhood and servanthood, and so into life. You have to participate in God's perfect freedom to be able to see this way. I've always loved this reflection from Susan Palo Cherwin, who writes, We think that suffering means misery, the bearing down upon us of pain, the crushing weight of tragedy. But suffering, if we look closely at the word itself, means to bear up under. To bear up under. Suffering is not what happens to us. It's how we react to what happens to us. There's an aspect of ascension to suffering. It means not to be crushed. There's an aspect of resurrection to suffering. It means not to be defeated. There's an aspect of eternity to suffering. It means not to be destroyed, but to bear up under. To bear up under. It is, as St. Paul said so mysteriously, when I am weak, then I am strong. We stand at the crossroads with Jesus, who walks with us, inviting us, come, follow me.